Praise God. Hopefully we will have all of our new AC units in place by next week and it will be a little better in here. Maybe it's comfortable for you, but I feel like I'm a little bit on the warm side. But uh, We're grateful for what we do have. Brush Arbor. This is great Brush Arbor time. Amen. Anybody want to go back to the old days, good old days? Oh, yeah. Y'all talk about that. You don't really. My dad said, son, I want to tell you something about the good old days. There wasn't anything good about the good old days. <laughs> Living through a depression and eating water gravy and hard biscuits, that doesn't sound too enticing. When you've got steak and shake or you've got all these other things we have. That's on a whole other subject. I better open my Bible and read before I get off on a tangent. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew the 18th chapter. Going to read 18, 19, and 20. Matthew 18, 18, 19, and 20. This is red letter. If you have a, a red letter edition, if you don't, these are the words of Jesus. He said, verily I say unto you, verily, very important word in scripture. You see that word, it means you better stop and pay attention. Something important is following. And if he says, verily, verily, you better really stop and pay attention. So, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching, say this with me, anything, anything, anything. Two or three as touching anything that they shall ask. It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name. There am I in the midst of them. My subject today is very simple. Your choice. Would you say that with me? Your choice. My choice. Amen. I pray God will help me today to deliver His Word. In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen. You may be seated. I am well aware that this particular passage of Scripture has been and can be taken out of context. And I do understand that it has been and can be abused if it is not properly understood. And I do not wish to delve into that aspect of this passage. I do not wish to suggest things that are not here, neither do I 
want to infer things that are contrary to other scripture. What I do want to do this morning is simply look at what Jesus said. Not in the context of what we have been predisposed to think of in these terms, because this passage is closely connected to Matthew 16, 18, where Jesus gave the keys of the kingdom to Simon Peter upon the declaration that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, and and he gave him authority there in that passage to bind and to loose. And again, in that passage, as in this passage, he talks about the fact that what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, what you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I understand that there was uh, understanding among the Jews. They knew what binding and loosing was because it pertained to the law and the teachers of the law and the rights that was conferred upon them to bind or loose things uh, that had to do with people's lives. But in this 18th chapter, he is dealing not with one man, but with a group of men. And, and I believe it is a principle that is worthy of consideration today. If God were to give you the power to go forth and whatever you touched in the earth sprung forth and the, 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 the whole earth opened itself to you and all of the treasures of fruitfulness and blessings were open to you, we would consider that to be a great power. If, if God were to convey to you and I the ability to go into the world and to touch the hidden treasures of the earth, the gold, the silver, to know exactly where it is so that it can be extracted and released from the bowels of the earth, we would consider that to be a great power. Divination uh, is a word that comes to mind. They, they, they used to have a divining rod. They, the old timers had a divining rod whereby they could find water and uh, believe it or not, I have actually seen it work, but certain type of a tree limb and holding it, they can walk. And when that thing turns down big, there's going to be water down there. And I don't know, maybe there's water everywhere. We just have to dig deep enough. I, I don't know. I just know that there there is an understanding in the heart of man that that there is a power that is available that we, if we could just figure out how to tap into it. If we just knew what the secret was, if we knew what the code or if, if we knew what, what, what the key was that would unlock that door, then we could open up the treasures of heaven and we could open up the treasures of the field and, 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 and the fruit trees and everything else in life. There would be such a bountiful Blessing because we held the key. We held the secret. We knew the passage. We knew the right thing to do. And in fact, that is what God did in this text. And God granted something greater than the power of divination. He gave us the power of decision. 
Now, some people would rather go through life divining things, you know. Hmm. Hmm. And there's a lot of people that divine things about me. I don't believe this. I don't believe that. And, and that's all right. I don't have a lot of time for people that do that. And they do the same thing about you. But I found out something more powerful than divining. It's decision. Because that, in fact, is what Jesus addressed in this passage. That there is something available. There is something that is within reach. Or there is something that is being put away. And that power that is available or that power that is being put away is in your hands. It's based on decisions that you and I make. You see, we have the opportunity this morning to have God engaged in my our life, in my life, in your life. We have the privilege of getting God engaged in what's going on in our life. Or we can do just the opposite. We can exclude him. We can push him away. We can close the door. He has given us the opportunity in this text to literally access heaven. And he has given to us the ability to open an eternal realm to our lives by what we bind or what we loose. You see, you and I can get heaven involved in our equation this morning. We can get the powers of heaven involved in our life if we so decide, if we so determine, if we so choose, we can have the very door of heaven open to us or that door can be closed depending on what we decide to do. You see, the fact is, it's always been available. But you have to choose to access it. The prodigal son is a story that all of us are familiar with. But the tragedy of that story is not the prodigal son to me. The prodigal son is a sad commentary to what happens when men make bad decisions. But I'm going to tell you the worst commentary was the son who stayed home. Because after his brother had left and gone away and had returned, and he heard this party going on, the Bible said he became angry and he would not come in. And the father had to go out to him and say, Hey son, what's going on? Why are you not, why are you not rejoicing? Your brother who was dead is now alive. He's come home. It's time for us to rejoice. And he said, but, but father, I never left you. And you never gave me a feast like this. And, and, and the father's response is the most staggering part of the whole story to me. He said, son, you've always had access to this. You've always had opportunity to tap in to this resource. Whether you do it or not doesn't have anything to do with what I can or cannot do. But it's what you have chosen to do. 
you have chosen to not access it. You have chosen to leave me out of the equation. But any time you have wanted to, you could have opened that door and stepped into this storehouse. And everything that I have would have been yours whenever you wanted it. And you lived beside it all of this time and never enjoyed it. I wonder how many people come to church and go home unchanged, not because God can't, but because they won't. Amen. You see, the key is not in his hands. The key is in our hands. What we access or what we do not access is left up to you and I. For you see in our decisions, and that's what, if you read the scripture again, in the simplicity of what it's saying, he said, verily, I say unto you, take notice of this. Pay attention to what I'm telling you right now. Whatsoever, not whosoever, this is a very important principle. This is not about a person. This is about a thing. I've I've heard people use this text on people. I bind you in the name of Jesus. This doesn't do, this has to do with things, not People, not whosoever, but whatsoever. Whatsoever things you bind on earth, I'm going to bind them in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth, I'm going to loose in heaven. And and the, the, the principle is not just the binding and the loosing. The principle is that you're giving God opportunity to access your situation, your problem. Because if you go back to previous verse, he's talking to them about how to deal with problems. When you have a falling out with the brother and you're trying to be reconciled, he tells them what to do. Go to that brother. Try to make it right. Do what you can to try to restore that fellowship. If that doesn't work, then get the elders of the church. Get the whole church together. And then if that doesn't help, start over. But don't let anything go on that would cause a break in your fellowship because there is something lost when we do not understand what we have access to. The liberty, the freedom, the joy. You see, in this service today, there is an opportunity that we need to take seriously. It's not just another Sunday. What I'm about to tell you is of the utmost importance. And what I want to share with you out of the Word of God has great power today. It has power. It can be the difference between victory and defeat, between joy and sorrow, between peace or chaos, between success or failure. Binding or loosing is the key. But it's not just the bind. It's what you choose to bind and what you choose to lose. That is the secret. You see, Jesus confers a privilege and an opportunity to every one of us. And what would, what, what we decide will either bind or loose. It will either allow or it will prohibit. Did you hear that? It will either allow or it will prohibit. What I do in this service either opens the door for God to come in or it closes the door so God cannot come in. But whatever I decide here, he said, I'm going to decide up there too. So if you don't need God and you're not interested in God, you just keep that door closed. 
But if you need help this morning, if you need an answer to a prayer, if you need God to come through in a situation, then let me encourage you to open that door up to him and allow him, permit him, give him the opportunity to come in, untie his hands so he can move in your life and work in your behalf right now and let him be God in your situation. I wonder how many times we have tied God's hands by our own choices, by our own decision. God's there to work. God's there to move. God's there to heal. The Bible talks about this is the day the Lord hath made. Made. It's a word from creation. It's the same word in the Hebrew that goes back to the very beginning when God created the heaven and the earth. There's something powerful in what God makes. And when God made the earth in the beginning, did he leave out anything? Was there anything missing? He didn't stop until it was completely whole, total. Fish in the water, deer in the woods, birds in the tree, flowers in the field, fruit on the vine. He did everything. And when he got to the end, he said, it is good. It's good. Amen. And so when God does something, when God makes something, He doesn't just haphazardly bring this together and bring this together. I think we might need a little this and we, we might need a little joy. We might, well, I, I, I don't, I don't know what all might, oh, we might need a little peace. We might, we, we, when God designs my day, when God designs your day, He puts in that day everything that I need to help. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I wonder how many times We left reconciliation on the table so we could hold on to our grudge, our madness a little bit longer. I wonder how many times we have left order on the table because we're more comfortable with our chaos. We're more adjusted to dysfunction. We like our world being upside down. And so we don't do it, we don't do it intentionally. We do it unintentionally. And we do it by what we don't access when we have opportunity to. You see, when God makes a day, He puts everything in that day that I need for that day and beyond that day. And when God made you, He put everything together in your life and in your world and in the world that you are going to encounter. Everything is needed. Everything is there to help you get better and to progress and become more like Him. But the secret is whether or not I access it. Do I take opportunity? And when the Spirit of the Lord begins to move, Do I step in and say, God, here I am. I need you right now. I bless you right now. I worship you. Or am I just sitting on the sideline waiting on God to do his next thing? I'm telling you, God's not going to do a next thing until I move. Yes. You see, by my decision, I either let go or I handcuff the hand of God. I bind him or I loose him. 
Now, I know we're thinking about things, but the truth is, he said, whatever you do, that's what I'm going to do. Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you want an open door to heaven? Or do you want a closed door? You decide. You're going to choose this morning whether God is allowed in to help you right now and help you get out and through the dilemma you're in. Or if you just try to keep slogging on, doing it your own way and having your own way and just making it worse and worse every day. Or you can, you can take that key of opportunity God's put in your hand. And you can loose him and say, God, I need you to work freely in my life today. I don't want you to be fettered. I don't want you to be bound. I don't want you to be limited. I want you to be God. I want you to do what you're good at doing. I want you to be able to perform beyond my expectation. I don't want to put a limitation on you. I don't want to put boundaries on you. I don't want to tell you what to do. I just want to tell you to do something. I need you to move right now. I need you to work something out today. I don't know how to do it. I'm tired of trying to fix it. I need you to help me fix it. Amen. You see the power of your decision, the power of agreement. Everybody say agreement. Man, what a powerful principle. What he, he makes this powerful statement. He said, if two of you shall agree. Everybody say two. There's not two, there's actually three. Because where two of you agree, I have agreed to be with you. So instead of it being just you and your friend, it's you and your friend and God. And he said, when you pray... Where two or three are gathered in my name. It's not three. It's four. Because he said, there shall I be in the midst of them also. I have news for you, church. I have a revelation to give you this morning. When I come to church on Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday night, I'm not looking to see if you're here. I want you to be here. But I'm looking to see if he's here. Because you can be here and I can be here and nothing changes. But if God shows up, when he steps in, there's no mountain too high. There's no problem too great. There's no trouble that's too bad that God doesn't have an answer for. That if somebody would just open that door and let God come in, God said, I can do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. Come on, what do you want today? Do you want him in your life? Do you want to give him access? Then open that door. Loose him today. Loose him today. Loose him today. Oh. Praise God. You can stand. You, 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 you can stand. Some of you didn't think I'd finish this quick. I wrote these two questions down last night and I wrote them down again this morning. And anytime the Lord impresses something like that on my heart, I I try to pay attention. And these are the two questions that God asked me. Number one, 
Who do you want to have access to your life? Who do you want to have access? Who do you want to have liberty to come and go? Move in and out as he chooses. Number two, what do you want to have sway over your life? Who do you want to give access to? And what do you want to have sway? Do you want to live in what the scripture talks about as being an overflow? Or do you want to live a life that's constantly stressed, trying to pull all the loose ends together, trying to tie everything together and make it work, and leaving so much on the table because I never access what he provided? That elder son bothers me. It troubles me. Because that elder son in many parallels, is the church. In, in in many ways, it's symbolic of the church. And when I, I looked at that recently, I wondered how many times have we as a church come and you, you had the table spread. Like the old songwriter said, you, you had the table spread. And we never budged to get to the table. We came inbound, we went outbound. We came in tied up, we left tied up. We came in stressed, we left stressed. We came in angry, we left angry. And here's this table. I wonder how many times God at the end of Sunday morning service has had to come through this place gather stuff that nobody accessed that he put out there because he knew you was going to be here he knew I was going to be here he knew I needed it but he couldn't make me take it he could only offer it to me he could only put it to my availability Listen to me, church. I'm not preaching a deep message tonight or this morning. I'm preaching a simple message. That there is access in this place to freedom and liberty and joy and peace and contentment. Contentment. Ah, contentment. There's access in this building to contentment. You know what contentment is? Contentment is learning to live with what you've got until you get what you want. Contentment is understanding that I live in an imperfect world and it's never going to be what I want it to be, but I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to enjoy what I have until I get what I want. Now, some of you don't get that because some of you are still angry at God because he hadn't answered your prayer. And God just standing by saying, you know what? You haven't enjoyed what I've already given you. Why should I give you more? Why should I do more when you've not even praised me for what I've already done for you? 
So what are you going to do today? Are you going to bind him? Are you going to loose him? Are you going to give him opportunity? Are you going to withhold that opportunity? Are you going to open the door and say, God, come in. Come in. I, I need all of you today. I need everything. I need all of you. Are you going to leave? You, you, you're going to let that door stay, stay closed, looking for another answer, looking for another service. It's your choice. I said, it's your choice. What do you want? You want freedom today? You want joy today? You want peace today? Come on. You don't have to wait for somebody to invite you. You can step into his world right now and say, God, I've got to have all of you. I've got to have everything you've got. I've got to have strength that's not mine. I've got to have joy that can only come from you. I've got to learn how to be happy. I've got to learn how to be content with what I have until I get what I desire. God, to learn how to enjoy the blessings that you have given me until you send the blessing that I prayed for. God, help me to open that door today. Help me to open that door today. Help me to open that door today. God, I want you. I want all of you. I need all of you this morning. God, I want to allow you to come in. I want to allow you to work. I don't want to block you today. I don't want to block you, God. I don't want to stop you. I want to open. I want to open that door to you, Lord. I want you to come in right now. I want you to speak right now. I want you to reveal yourself right now. I want you to make room for a miracle. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, come right now. Holy Ghost, come right now.